Amen, 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 amen. Thank you so much, Minister Nicole Edwards. That was particularly awesome. Thank you, Pastor Will and Edda Shonda Brown for setting the stage uh, for today's word. Uh, well, greetings, everyone. I'm Minister Larry Edwards. Thank you for joining us this morning in worship. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we just bless you and we praise you and we exhort you for you alone. You alone are worthy of all the praise. We thank you for this time in your presence, time in your word, time in virtual fellowship with one another. Father, we thank you that lives will be changed, hearts will be whole, and minds will be corrected. We just bless you and we praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. I give honor to God who's the head of my life. I give honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I give honor to the precious Holy Spirit who leads, guides, and directs me. I give honor to the senior leadership of Yes Lord Ministries, my spiritual mom and dad, Apostle Willie Talbert and Apostle Mamie Talbert. I give honor to our lead pastor, Pastor Steve Talbert. And I give honor to all pastors, ministers, and all clergy in their respective places. I give honor to the Yes Lord Ministries church family. I give honor to all of you who have joined this broadcast from all over the planet. I salute you in the precious name of Jesus. I give honor and a special salute to my wife, Minister Nicole Edwards, I love you beyond measure. Amen. Today, I'm going to be speaking about God's peace and specifically walking in God's peace. Our theme scripture today will be Philippians 4, 6 through 7, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. That's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And it reads, 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Seven, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Walking in God's peace. <sighs> Let's look at a couple of definitions, right? So peace, the defining peace, one, freedom, from disturbance, tranquility, a state or period in which there is no war or war has ended, peace. So I latched on to freedom from disturbance. So what's disturbance? Defining disturbance, the interruption of a settled and peaceful condition, a breakdown of peaceful and law-abiding behavior, a riot, the disruption of healthy functioning. I said, what? Look at God. So today, we will examine walking in God's freedom of disturbance or walking in, walking in freedom from disruption of healthy functioning. What? Everyone seeks the feeling of peace of mind. So who doesn't want peace? Many are trying to find peace by traveling to places close to nature with the ardent hope that the aura of tranquility will usher them into a mood of calmness and a peace of mind. Still others... Enroll in courses of self-meditation because there's an app for just about everything. You know, the promise to teach you techniques to provide you with an inner peace and well-being. Those things provide compliments to our life, but that's not it. Some others seek professional psychiatric help. Sadly, when they overcome with themselves with anxiety, they suffer panic attacks and resort to prescribe antidepressant medications that lead to an even more damaging effect on their mental health. They become dependent on and addicted to that drug, and then their emotional and mental well-being becomes even worse. So let's be clear, everyone. 
everyone experiences worry or anxiety from time to time for various reasons, and it is not a mental disease. People of God, we are exposed to spasms of anxiety every day and sometimes every hour of the day. Just look at the news. We hear of terrorism, worldwide protests and rebellion, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes and disastrous calamities. As Christians, we know that these catastrophic events only remind us that we're living in the end times. Luke 2, uh, Luke 21, 19, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, calamities, and famines shall happen, by, but the end will not come right away. There are just signs of the end times. But as Christians, we are confident to meet Jesus when he comes. And that's 1 John 4, 17. By this love, I mean, by this love, perfected within us that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is so also are we in this world we have the confidence to face the judgment because we have the peace of god we have the peace of god john 14 27 peace i leave with you my peace i give you i do not give you as the world gives do not let, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid hallelujah isn't it wonderful that we have a loving God that gives us peace. Paul reminds us of a wonderful peace that God has given us in chapter four of his letter to the Philippians. He exhorts us to walk in the peace of God. Walk in the peace of God. The key verse found in verse seven, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And it takes us to a place where he wrote in scripture, rejoice in the Lord always. And I say rejoice. It's amazing when Paul wrote this, he was in jail in Rome and he was encouraging us to rejoice. Rejoice always, not just when it's good, but all the time. I remember when I was a babe in, in, in my Christian walk and I was really, really, truly struggling to get free from the cares of this world and the burdens of life. And be candid with Lou, I did not truly experience this rejoicing that Paul was talking about. You know, I reckon by when I read that scripture at one time, that it was easy for him to proclaim it because he was an apostle. And it wasn't until much, much later that I became more mature and specifically more knowledgeable of who God is through his word that I learned that I should rejoice not only when I receive his blessings, but in the other aspects of life. Example, when I have trials. James 1, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. Lacking in nothing. Rejoice, having God's peace. Also, in sufferings, Romans 5, 3 through 4. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. <laughs> and then in insults, 1 Peter 4, 12 through 14. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange was happening to you. But rejoice in as far as you share in Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of God and his glory rests upon you. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice because you will be walking in God's peace. If God is peace, then to know God is to bask in his peace. 
The closer we draw to him, the more of his peace we can enjoy. God gives us clear instructions about how to draw near to him. Psalms 24, 3 to 4 says, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in this holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false God. But scripture is also clear that we cannot make ourselves clean enough or pure enough to earn the presence of the Lord. Romans 3, 10, 23. So how do we draw near enough to experience his peace? Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world do, I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, nor let them be afraid. We come into the presence of the Lord through his son. And when we allow Jesus' death and resurrection to purchase our forgiveness from God, we are counted as righteous. Our sins are forgiven because Jesus already paid the price for them. Only then can we have peace with God. The initial peace that comes from having our conscience wiped clean grows as we get to know God better. So may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. That's 2 Peter uh, 1 verse 2, New Living Translation. When we grow in understanding of the depths and riches of God's love toward us, our minds and spirits begin to rest in his power and wisdom we begin to understand that he really makes things work for our good. We learn that his purposes will be accomplished. However, this is when we break, when we break. Certain attitudes can destroy the peace of God. When we equate trust with the assumption that God will give us whatever we want, we set ourselves up for disappointment. The Bible is filled with examples of opposites happening when, with God's people. Trust means we have set our hearts to believe God, whatever may happen. I need to strike that and put that out there for exclamation point. We need to trust God, and that means our trust means we have set our hearts to believe God, whatever may happen. When we insist on being in control, we sabotage God's desire to let us live in peace. Let that sink in. It sunk in really for me. When we insist on being in control, we sabotage God's desire to let us live in peace. When we choose worry rather than faith, we cannot live in peace. When we choose worry rather than faith, we cannot live in peace. Jesus warned us often about fear and worry. Worry is the enemy of peace. God invites us to cast our cares upon him and then, let the, and then let go of them. Living in peace can be compared to the petals of a flower unfolding in the morning sunlight. Put that in your brain, right? Imagine that. Flowers unfolding on a beautiful, beautiful morning, such as this morning as an example. The sun is rising and, and the weather is calm, not too hot yet. And we discover that the Lord, that the Lord's character is always faithful. And as it unfolds even more, we experience his goodness, his continual goodness. We read more about his promises in, in the Psalms and in Isaiah, and then we learn to bask in his overwhelming love for us, Romans 8, 38 through 39. We refuse to allow ever-changing circumstances to determine our level of contentment, relying instead upon the character of God that never changes. You see, the peace of God 
that continues, that, that, that is germinated within us and then begins to grow within us allows us to count on who God is and then we can rest in that. You can rest in that. You can rest in that. You can rest in that. Because God changes not. When we develop a lifestyle of making the Lord our refuge, we begin to live in the peace of God. Psalm 91.1 holds the secret to living in the peace of God. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Who? My God in him will I trust. That secret place is our, in our hearts where we go to meet God. When you retreat from this world's pressures, when you retreat from this world's circumstances and you press into God, he will hide you and encourage you and fortify you. When we stay in constant communion with him, we can remain peaceful. Even if the world is blowing up around you, you can press into God and remain peaceful. Even when the circumstances may be absolutely out of control. When we learn to cry out to him in times of trouble, we find that his peace really does pass all human understanding. Have you been there? Are you there? Are you there? Has the world spun so out of control? Has your world spun so out of control that you have looked to the left, you have looked to the right? Now I'm telling you now to look to God. No peace offered by this world can be greater than the peace that God has given us. No peace offered by this world can be greater than the peace that God has given us. When we walk in God's peace, the world around us cannot understand why we have peace, even, even when we don't own all the possessions that, we, that, that the world says we should have, even when we don't have the quote-unquote worldly status that the world says we should have, but yet we can walk in peace. That's because Christ lives in our hearts by his spirit. Our Lord guards our heart so that the devil will not penetrate our hearts and minds with evil thoughts, so that Satan will not rob us of our peace by temptations and burdens of trials and the like of this world. Let peace rule in your hearts, Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. See, people of God, we make decisions every day. And although the principles are laid out in the Bible, the Bible does not offer a specific solution to every particular problem. For example, buying a house, the type of relationships, traveling, where to work, right? You know, those are, those are specific things. However, when we have the peace of God ruling in our heart, we can make wise decisions when we decide using the peace of God within us. Making decisions out of fear or selfish ambition lead to ruin and disaster. However, when the peace of God rules in our heart, when our, we make our decisions, we will not fail. Let me put that as a headline again. When the peace of God rules in making our decisions, we will not fail. As an example, when we make decisions guided by the peace of God, even though it may not build the quote-unquote best results or the best benefits, we can have an assurance of peace because we have not compromised on his teachings or the Lord's will. 
Walking in the peace of God promotes contentment. Paul again writes that, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know I can be brought low and I know how to abound. And in any and every situation I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Apostle Paul exemplified contentment. He was content not because it was a gift given to him. The scripture tells us that he learned to be content. We must learn to be content wherever we find ourselves. Because in that contentment, we will not then be produced with expectations that are beyond where we are that will then disrupt our peace. In this letter to Timothy, he encouraged that godliness with contentment is of great gain. 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 10. But godliness with contentment is a great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing out of it. Ooh, for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be, will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. God is not saying money is bad, but for that love of money, it produces all kinds of evil because then you are willing to do all kinds of things to get it, disrupting your peace, disrupting other people's peace in pursuit of your money. No, God uses money for kingdom benefits when our hearts and minds are aligned with his. Therefore, we're not being pursuing out of this world. We're pursuing kingdom things. Let me wrap this up. How do you walk in peace of God? So let's face it. There are many promises of God's and God's peace. Even though we have the Holy Spirit living in our hearts, there are still times that we don't have peace. How then do we get to this place where the peace of God reigns in our heart so that you can walk in it, so that I can walk in it? There is only one answer. Pray. <laughs> Apostle Mamie Talbot, and she, she says it with such fire and distinction. Pray. Many times when you don't experience peace is because you tend to focus on everything else going on and you forget who God is. You forget God's sovereignty. You forget God's authority. You forget who you serve and who is really in control. When this happens, your peace will most certainly disappear when you walk outside of who God is to you. This is why prayer is so important. As I stated in our theme scripture in Philippians 4, before peace is set, before peace sets up guard in your heart, God gives you responsibility. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Philippians 4, 6. This is how you get to the place where your situation that was leading to anxiety leads you to peace. Anything that is leading to you to anxiety or to worry should be leading you straight to prayer. Whatever your source of anxiety or worry is, the place, place it into God's hands. I have to tell you from time to time when I was growing up in faith and confronted by various situations and I thought that I had to deal with it, 
I thought that my big old head, my big old ego thought that I had to deal with it. And the Holy Spirit is saying, it is not yours. It is not yours, nor is it your place to deal with it. It is mine. I give you the peace. I give you the direction. And I had to surrender. And when I surrender, when I surrender, and I dare challenge you, when you surrender, the peace that will overtake you, the comfort that will overtake you, the solace that will overtake you in direction and knowing that God loves you. This means you will trust him to bring you through it and bring resolution when you place it in God's hands. When you get to that place, his peace, God's peace will now take up residence in your heart. In other words, God's peace comes when you make an exchange. It is simply saying, I am giving you all my anxieties and worries. And when you do that in exchange, God says, I will give you my peace. And this will guard your heart through this situation. Glory. Hallelujah. This will guard your heart through this situation. By removing the worry, crowding your heart and giving it to God, you make room for his peace to fill that space. When you really think about it, the peace of God is an absolutely wonderful gift God has given us. If you allow that peace of God, it will transcend everything that comes your way in this life. Let that sink in. When you really think about the peace of God, it is an absolutely wonderful gift that God has given us. If we will allow the peace of God, it will transcend everything that comes our way in this life. The peace of God stands as a military-style guard protecting our heart and mind, regardless of what's happening around us. It will not move you or shake you because you have the peace of God. Others around you may not understand it. That's because they don't walk in the peace of God. I don't know what you are facing today. I don't. The Lord knows. But if you make that exchange in prayer, God will most certainly give you his peace. It is his promise and his joy to do it. Paul summarizes his exhortation about walking in the peace in verses 8 and 9. Paul exhorts us to put into practice whatever that we have learned from him, that this will help us make the right decisions in our daily walk in peace of God. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Let us then put into practice what the peace of God has provided us. Let us rejoice always. Let us be anxious about nothing. Let us be content with what we have. And we are called to share the peace of God to others. Peace is attractive to unbelievers. They may see the peace of God and go, what does he have? I want what he or she has. We are called to share that peace with them. 
Scripture says in Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God. Ephesians 6, 15, having your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. If you are hearing this message today, wherever you are on the planet, about walking in the peace of God and you feel your heart being pulled about this peace, that you want this peace, and that you know that you need to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus and accept him as your Savior so that you begin to walk and receive and experience this peace. If that's, if that's you, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. Today, I repent of my sins. By faith, I ask you to forgive me of my sins and save me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God who came to earth and was crucified on the cross for my sins. You died and was buried. You rose on the third day, giving me victory, giving me hope and a new opportunity in life. And you are seated at the right hand of the Father, always interceding for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed this prayer, I welcome you on this faith journey, and I encourage you to get a Bible and begin reading it daily and continuing your development in Christ by connecting with a local Bible-believing church. If you need assistance in this area, connect with Yesterday Ministries, and we will get some resources in your hand, and you will see the, the various platforms on the screen where you can connect with us. We thank you for joining us, and we want you, and I encourage you to walk in the peace of God. Thank you so much. God bless you. I turn it back into the hands of our presider, Minister Nicole Edwards. Partner with YLM Financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text GIVE to 1-844-948-3895. GiveLify. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.com. Dot org and click donate cash app dollar sign yes lord m mail checks or money orders to yes lord ministries p.o box 425 union new jersey 07083 you're invited to our sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8 30 a.m every sunday night at 6 30 p.m join us for our sunday night ignite service Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for corporate prayer. Our call-in number is 716-427-1096. And the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of our senior leaders, Apostle Willie Talbert, Apostle Mamie S. Talbert, Lead Pastor Steve Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.